Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Proverbs 19.23 in the Passion Version. Listen to this. When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll experience. Can God lie? Can he lie? Is this word infallible? Is his, I didn't, I'm not quite convinced. Is his word infallible? Is his rhema word infallible? When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. Where was this preaching 40 years ago? Where was it 30 years ago in my life? I am grateful that it is in my life today. I measure my words because the Scripture says, don't seek to be a teacher. It says it. It says, don't, don't seek that. Because you have a great responsibility because you will be judged by the words of your mouth. Now, I am hopeful that the blood of Christ has covered 98% of what I've said over the years, and hopefully you'll be as gracious or as forgetful as I am. But as I stand here today, I really want to speak to you from the throne of grace. I really want to, there's another scripture in Proverbs that talks about uh, prophetic insight liberating those that hear. And that is what I want to do today. I want you to be free. And when I say I want you to be free, I'm not talking about Ned Nebone. I'm talking about the Spirit of God that is in me. His, his heart's desire for you and I is to walk in abundant life. What does he say? To walk in abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. That doesn't mean that he gives us everything he wants, but the Scripture does promise that he supplies my every need according to his riches in glory. And the reason we live below that line is because we just flat out don't believe him. That, and I'm talking from my experience. My experience. God, I need you to do this. If you supply my every needs, this is my need. And, and, and he's like, no, Ned, that's really not what you need. You need this. And this is going to be much more satisfying than this. Yes, Ned, I could fill your bank account with money, and then you'd be miserable, lost, and, and just, just a wreck. Or you could see me supply your needs every day, 
and remember to celebrate the day and not worry about tomorrow because I think the scripture alludes to that thousands of times. I don't know, maybe not that many, but it, it alludes to that. Don't be anxious for tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Celebrate the day. These are things that I've had to learn over the years. And I think I've locked down a couple of things. But thank God that there's always something else to see, something else. This is one of the things I love about the kingdom of God is the horizon is always new. There's always another horizon. There's always another place he wants to bring you. There's always another mountaintop. Yes, there's always another valley. But he, what does the scripture say? He is not the lily of the mountaintops. Because you get above the tree line and there is nothing up there. Yeah, you got a spectacular view. And you better hope you brought supplies with you. But that's what the valley is for. The valley is so you are supplied with everything you need to survive the mountaintop. He's called the lily of the valleys, plural. You need to pay attention to what the book says. The lily of the valleys, there's a promise for you. Yeah, I'm not going to go through once. I'm not going to go through twice. I'm going to be replenished. He is going to replenish me. Oh, if we could just grasp that concept in and of itself, we would live in such satisfaction that he is the lily of the valleys and those low places in my life. Those are the places where he replenishes, where he restores my soul, where he supplies my every need, where he gives me the abundance that I'm going to need. So when I stand on the mountaintop, I can rest and enjoy the view and have something to eat and drink because the valley has supplied it. That's profound. That's not in my notes, and that's not what I want to talk about. But apparently that's what the Holy Spirit wants you to hear. And I love yielding to that. This is a real experience. I am not a human being having a spiritual experience today. I am a spiritual being having a human experience Prove it to you out of the scriptures if we had time. I am a spiritual being having a human experience because one day this humanity will pass, not soon enough, but my spirit will live on for eternity in a place of glory and power and dominion in ages to come, the scripture says. We worry so much, and I know, I know, I know. I can make these statements because I've had excruciating pain in my life. I've had abuse in my life. I've had, I've had lack in my life. I've had abundance, maybe not as much as others, but, I, you know, you, you just go through this ebb and flow. So when I, when I make statements like this, it comes from a place of experience. There is nothing better than this. Nothing. Young people, I'm talking to you, what, next Friday? Next Friday, I'm talking to you. That's right. You better be prepared. Bring a, bring a scratch pad or, you know, your phone, whatever. I still write things down on a piece of paper. This is eternal life, that we may know him. Okay, I get to go to my notes now. Romans 6, chapter, Romans chapter 6. We recently had... How many of you that were recently baptized are here today? Just raise your hands. Okay. Sweet. This is for you. And, and some others if you want to listen to it. 
Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Say new. 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 How many of you like new things? I've been buying a lot of new tools. Very cool. But unlike the tools that I bought, I paid the price for those tools. He paid the price for my new life. And his budget is much bigger than mine. And what he provides is much cooler. And it doesn't get dirty the first time you use it. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified, and I love the way the Passion Translation says it. It says in the, in the Passion tra Translation, says, we know that our old identity was crucified with him. My old identity was buried, put to death. My old identity. That's why in the Ten Commandments, one of the commandments is do not make a graven image of him. Yes? He did not say that for himself. He is perfectly secure in who he is. He said that for us. I refuse to hold you captive to your past. I am not the net I was last, last week. I am not the net I was 10 years ago. I am not the net I was 45 years ago when I was lost in sin. I am a new creation. Let's just stick that where it belongs. In your pocket someplace. We know that our old self, our old identity was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. If you have been baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to say, I am free. It was okay. It was a little, a little heavier on this side than it was on this side. So how do you guys feel about that? Can you, are you free? Okay, that's a challenge. What do you say? Oh, the hands down, they got it. What do you got? Come on. What? All right, all right. Never, never mind. We got bigger mouths over here. But I saw the effort. It was valiant. Colossians 1, 12 through 13 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Who's qualified you? Who's qualified you? Who has qualified you? Does it matter what anybody else says? Does it matter what anybody else thinks? Does it matter what the devil thinks or says about you or to you? Does it matter? Does it matter what you think about you? Who has qualified you? He has qualified me. I have been qualified by the creator of all things. I have tried, I have had to prove myself over the years. You prove yourself at job interviews. You try to prove yourself with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You try to prove yourself with a spouse. Uh, I don't know how that's working out. 
No. <laughs> you prove yourself to clients. You have to prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself. And it, and it takes a great deal of effort. I don't have to prove myself to him at all. He has qualified me. I am qualified by him. So when the enemy comes to me and says, eh, you're not all that in a bag of chips, I step back and I, I, I let his word speak for me. He has qualified me. Do I have bad days? Do I have bad days, sweetheart? <laughs> that was a pretty hearty amen there. <laughs> Do I have good days? Okay, good. Balance there. I have bad days, but that does not unqualify me. You need to know the power of the cross. You need to understand the power of the resurrection. You need to understand the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to understand the grace that has been given to us. We need to understand our station in heaven. If I cannot, oh, I'm going to throw this out there. You can, you can figure that one out and I'm sure there'll be some comments. Can you earn your way into heaven by what good things you do? So then can you earn your way into hell by what bad things you do? Think about that for a minute. If my good works will not save me, my bad works will not. Come on, you cannot believe that my good works will qualify me if my bad works you can't, you can't. That's, 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 that's bad thought process right there. The, what saves me is my obedience to the gospel. I got booked for that. I am saved by my obedience to the gospel. What is the gospel? Say it louder. The death, burial, and resurrection. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to all them that believe. You were quoting the scripture, so you, you got it partly. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. How many of you have participated in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? If you have been baptized in, if you have repented of your sins, been baptized in your name, God has sealed you with his Holy Spirit of promise. That is not something you did. That is something he did. Yes, I obeyed and I was baptized, but did, did you fill yourself with his spirit? Did you seal yourself with his spirit? No, that is something God has done. If God has sealed me, then I, need, I have every right to take my, 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 my position in the kingdom of heaven. I have every right to walk in that abundant life, in that freedom, and in that liberty. I have every right to do that because he has qualified me. You have every right to be free from your oppressions. How many of you... You can raise your hands if you want. You don't have to. How many of you have a continual oppression in your life? How many of you have a continual? Then I set you free. I set, do, do you want to be free from that oppression? That's the question. Stand to your feet right now if you want to be free from that oppression. I don't want anybody looking around, all eyes closed. I, I, if you want to be free from that oppression, stand to your feet right now. And Father, right now, I set by the authority of the Holy Spirit that is in me, by the power of your gospel, Lord. We set at liberty these people. We cast these oppressions out. We ask you, God, to bring revelation, knowledge, and clarity to these, to these, to these precious brothers and sisters, God, that they might be liberated from all oppression, from all, from all the voices that torment them, and God, that joy would fill their hearts 
hearts, that it would begin even now, even now, that it would begin even now to filter into their lives. Freedom from all of those things. Freedom from depression. Freedom from the lies of the enemy because we have been qualified in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. You have to understand the, the absolute reality of the spiritual kingdom that we now live in. This is real. This is not what I do on Sunday. This is not what I do on Tuesdays at Home Fellowship Group. This is not what I do at a Thursday night. This is who I am. At 2 o'clock in the morning when the Holy Spirit wakes me up and says, Ned, I just want to spend some time with you. I get up and I spend some time with him. And you know what? I'm not exhausted. And that's how this works. There are times I'm exhausted. He has delivered us, back to Colossians. He has delivered us, say, I am delivered. I, I, unfortunately, I saw a couple of you just come in. I am delivered. I'm not going to look. I want you to say it again. I am delivered. That is your inheritance. That is your right. That is exactly what he promised would happen to us. He says it here. He says, we have been, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us. Is that up there? Transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Where do you now live? In the kingdom of God. I could show it to you, and I love it. It's one of my favorite studies. There's five places in the scriptures where he says he has made us a kingdom. Yes, I'm pounding my chest. That's right. It's one of the few things that hasn't begun to slip in my, in my life is my heart. My heart is in great shape, according to my doctors. He has transferred, into, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Ephesians 5 and 8 says this, For at one time you were darkness. Oh, I remember when I was darkness. I wasn't in darkness. I was darkness. Allied, allied with the kingdom of darkness. Allied with the enemy of God. Allied under the complete control and power of Satan and his kingdom. But when Christ appeared in my life, I was transferred. Do you know what that word means, to be transferred? It means, I'm going to steal this chair here. Oh, nope, nope, that's locked in wrong way. Kingdom of darkness. Holy Spirit picking me up. Kingdom of light. I didn't do that. And I'm not calling you guys darkness and you guys light. It just kind of played out that way. I didn't do that. He is the author and the finisher of my salvation. He is the author and finisher of my faith. He is the author and finisher of everything. 
I am having so much fun today. I'm having a good time. Because that's what, he, that's what his kingdom is. His, his burden is light. His burden is light. If you are carrying something heavy, you are believing a lie. And those of you that prayed, I want you to do this, okay? Those of you that prayed, that you feel as though you're carrying an oppressive spirit, there are gifts available here to set you free from that. You do not need, and I'm, forgive me, forgive me in advance, you do, because this has been my experience, you do not need 12 steps, you do not need medication, you do not need psychology, you do not need a psychiatrist, you do not need the, the, the world's input. What you need is a divine intervention of God, and you need the revelation of truth. What is true in your life? The lie that you believe, because I believe lies. I'm not talking about your eternal destiny, I'm talking about accessing the abundance of God in the kingdom that we live in today. It comes through revelation knowledge. I believed the lie for decades, but then one day I was with a couple of brothers, and God spoke truth into my life, and it was terrifying. Yes, it was terrifying, because I, be, I, I, I realized I was trying to bring that old nature that had been crucified with Christ into the kingdom of light, and it does not exist there. It cannot exist there. It cannot cohabitate the same place as God's spirit. I, I'm, just, I'm just being dead honest with you. I tried to hold on to humanistic concepts, to lies, and to, 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 the, to the wrong I thought processes, trying to live in that abundant life, and always, always, always frustrated, always frustrated. Because they don't belong there, and he doesn't want us to carry it. But he's not going to come in and just tear it out. He does that with sin because that is, I can't, I, there's nothing I can do to remedy my sin. He remedied that. But if I'm, if I'm believing a lie, I can remedy that by, 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 by exposing those lies to the light that I am now light. Yes, what does he say in Ephesians? For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Therefore, walk as children of light. I don't have to call out devils. I am light. Light just exposes them. Sitting in my truck a few weeks back, got home from the job site. It's a dangerous thing for me to sit in my truck after the end of the day because I typically fall asleep. One of these days, somebody walking by is going to think that poor guy had a heart attack and died in the front seat of his car. Hopefully, they try to wake me up instead of just getting my truck and driving off. Just sitting there, resting after a day of work, and I watch this person come down the street, obviously tormented by an evil spirit. It was obvious to me. And there's signs for that. There are manifestations. And he's, I'm watching him, and I'm like, I wasn't going to engage. I was, I'm not that stupid anymore. I used to be really stupid. And I watched him, and he stopped, and he starts looking around because the spirit that oppressed him recognized the spirit that liberated me. And he couldn't find me. He was, he was doing this. And I knew what was happening. The oppressive spirit that was tormenting him, where are you, child of light? Because he came into my sphere. He came into my light, and that light exposed him. And this person let out such a curse at the top of their lungs 
against the, the one they couldn't see that was looking on. They cursed the light. I don't think the person was cognizant of, of, at all, but the spirit that was oppressing him was. And, and it was, got so frustrated, he just blurted out this curse and just kept on walking. I got a grin on my face. I'm like, this thing's real. This thing's real. You know, I prayed for the person. <sighs> Let me see here. I'm, I'm almost done. I'll say this before I, before I move on. If you want to be truly free, you can be. It takes two things, trust and courage. Neither one of them are easy to come by. You need to find somebody you trust. Not like Rehoboam. How many, anybody familiar with Jeroboam and Rehoboam in the Old Testament? Yeah, that's part of what I'm going to talk to you guys about. So look it up, do a little research. It's your homework. Rehoboam went to the, his, his peers who thought the same thing, spoke the same thing, and then made a horrible decision that cost Israel a, a, the, the grace and goodness of God. So don't, don't go to somebody who's equally as oppressed. Find somebody that is free. There are, if, if you're free in this room, just raise your hand. If you're free, okay, there's a whole lot of options here. Get in fellowship. This is why I pound fellowship. This is why we pound fellowship. Because it is only through the fellowship of the body of Christ that we find true freedom. Because there are gifts out there that you have that I do not have that I need. And the only way to access them is to be in fellowship with you and allow you to speak into my life. Let me just put this plug in there. Thursday night was a milestone at our intercessory prayer group. We had 100% participation. And it wasn't because I was the only person there. I know you thought, you thought that. I know you thought that. There was, I don't know, six, seven, eight of us there. Everybody participated without me calling. Well, I, I did ask you. <laughs> but I heard for the first time God's plan for, for that community center, that, that apartment complex that's being built. I heard for the first time what the spirit that, you, you know, down on Palmer Avenue, you know what I'm talking about? A 60 unit that everybody was like, we don't, not in my town. But I heard multiple people praying the same thing regarding that. And you know what's good? I heard, I heard heaven's will for that project. And people are going to be saved. Street evangelism is going to happen. Because you had a vision of it. Thank you for your prayers, sister. You've got a ministry, and you are gifted. Yes, you, right there. This is real. This is, I say that, I, I say all that be, just to prove the reality of what, how, what we live in. Where was I? Jesus is not a part of my life. Jesus is not a part of my life. Jesus is my life. He is my life. He is there when I open my eyes in the morning. He stands beside me 
when I don't know what to do on a job site, Fred, I'm, I shared this. I'm working on a project, aggressive project for me. I've never done anything like it before, and I couldn't. I've said, Lord, if you could give the children of Israel wisdom when they built the temple, if you could give them wisdom when they built the tabernacle in the wilderness, if you could, if you could impart that understanding, then I am no different than them, and I'm asking you to give me understanding. How do I do this? And you could believe it or not, but this is where I live. I wake up in the morning, and the answer's there. Just do this, this, and this. And some may say, well, that's based on, you know, 30 years of experience in the construction field, or you just YouTubed it. No, I waited for God to say, Ned, do this, this, and this. This is how you do this. I still had to go out and pick up girder beams the other day by hand, but I knew how to do it. Because that's how intimately he wants to be involved in your life and mine. Amen? There is very little effort that he requires of us. Like any good father, I would do anything for my children even if they frustrate the fire out of me. And don't even get me started on my grandkids. I will run you over getting to them. How do you think your heavenly father feels about you? He trampled hell into dust to get to you. If we look at, if we look at and this is one of the beautiful things, and I'm almost done. If we look at the story, his story, if we look at history, the, we have such a privilege to live here and now because we have this entire book as a witness. We have thousands of years of witness on what God has done on what God is capable of doing, on what he has provided, on the story of our redemption and the power of his resurrection. Yes, I still get weary. Yes, my body aches at the end of the day. Yes, I cannot walk through a wall. I can walk into walls. But I am a spiritual creation. I am a new creation. All things, are, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming. Say it again. Say it again. New. You and I have the privilege, every footstep, to walk into something new. This is 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 new. Tomorrow morning is going to be new. Tomorrow afternoon is going to be new. Tomorrow evening is going to be new. Next week is going to be new. We are creatures of habits, and this earth suit love, loves familiarity. This flesh loves familiarity. It loves, it's one of the things I like about deer hunting. Deer are lazy. They like to take the path of least resistance. So if you cut a trail in the woods, they will follow the trail, and you will stand there, and you will shoot one.
But there's newness. If you are, if you are, do not settle, do not settle, do not settle for the mundane, for the routine. Do not settle for the same old, same old. So I guess I'll finish. I'll stand today. Listen to me. This is what we're going to do. Some, not all traditions are bad. Hannah, Moises, Kim, may I ask you to come? Paul, may I ask you to come? Somebody's got to stand over here. Um, Dan Brin, can I ask you to come, please? Gary, see her. May I ask you to come? Rhonda, you want to join your husband? What else am I looking at? Don't worry, Fred, I won't call you. <laughs> Kathy, would you please come? Joel, you were on the edge of your seat expecting me to call. Jay, come on up here, Jay. You know why I called? These, these folks up here, I know them. I know their gifts. I know some of the things they've suffered. And I know the freedom that they walk in today. Proverbs 19.23 says this, When you live a life of abandoned love, there's your key, abandoned love, I abandon myself to Him. Surrendered before the awe of God, Here's what you'll experience. Abundant life, continual protection, complete satisfaction. So I'll stand here today. I want to challenge you if you have a need. I want you to just come up here and stand. That would be now. Do not hesitate. If you have a need, if you raised your hand, if you want to experience more of his freedom in your life, Come and stand here today. Thank you, Jay. Move over. Make room for other people. See, he's going to receive. Jay, is going, Jay, Jay and Megan are going to, you are going to receive from God this morning. He's called you. He has called you. Anybody else? Anybody else? There you go, Mom. I don't know your name, but I know you're Wendy. Anybody else? There you go. There's some courage right there. There's some courage right there. There's some courage right there. And God is going to honor your courage. He is going to honor your courage. I'm speaking that today in Jesus' name. Dave Harney, God is going to honor you today. As we begin to pray, I want those of you that are gathered up here, that I called up here today, I want you to lay hands. I want you to impart. I don't want you to ask God. I want you to speak faith today. I want you to impart the things to God on these people that they need, that they desire. Ask them, what do you want? J.M., I know you. What do you want from him? Huh? Freedom. Who has freedom for my brother today? Who has it for him? Who has it for him? Get over there and just de declare that. You think this, I, this is not a show. This is what I believe. I'm not doing this to get likes on some social media post.
I believe that God can set you free today. So let's do this as, as we begin to pray. As we begin to pray. I'm coming down. I'm asking you what you need. And all I ask is that you be honest. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.